0: Super Good grateful morning. to be with you this morning, DG. Thank you for. I always get to listen to you. For, you know, I get about a minute or so of your morning. <laughs> greet. We got the morning greetings with Doyle, and then oh, man, more, my, morning I'll do that. After. I love
1: that's my favorite part of the day. I just saw Joseph come in. Veronica Lindhurst. Oh, Henry Shokar, we in dear old friend. Yeah, it's so sweet to see these people just coming, popping awesome. in. So take it away, cowboy.
0: All right. Great to see you Doyle. Great to be with you guys this morning. Super, super grateful. And uh, we're gonna go into our morning prayer session. And if you guys are not familiar with prayer, uh, I share this just as an intro each time. It's a great opportunity for us to connect to the intention of prayer is uh, this is an opportunity. I'm opening up a main line to connect with divinity. I'm opening up a main line to connect with God, to connect with my higher power, to reconnect to myself spiritually. This is available no matter where we are in the world, no matter what situation we're in, no matter what our religious, social, economical, no matter what our background is in life, prayer is available to us. Mm. It's something, it transcends all distance, all space, any barriers materially that could be presented to us. Mm. Prayer takes us right through that and reconnects us to our soul, reconnects us to our source. So I'm going to share a little prayer with you guys this morning um been an amazing meditation and opportunity just to reflect on prayer so i really appreciate Mm -hmm. us coming together in the morning giving me the opportunity to to share so find a comfortable seat wherever you are or standing wherever you are and just pause just for a couple minutes pause your external activities and close your eyes and feel yourself grounded in your seated posture grounded with your feet under you if you're standing connect to your breath and start taking nice deep inhales and exhales and as I share these words just allow for them to enter into your ears and then enter into your heart open up to receive this prayer my dear Lord you are the mother and father of all of us you're the origin of everything that is with a simple with a single fragment of your energy, you pervade and support this entire universe. My Lord, help me to recognize you in all opulent, beautiful, glorious creations, because they spring from just a spark of your splendor. Help me to also recognize you in the darkness and despair I may face in my life. So that in those times, I'm reminded of your grace as well. My Lord, you sit resting within my heart as the inner guide and dear most friend. Please help me to hear your voice. Guide me so that all my actions bring me closer and closer to you. When I'm feeling lost, please show me the path. When I'm feeling stuck, please activate me in your service. And when my faith is weak, please give me hope to continue no matter what we're experiencing in this life, help us to remember you always. Help us to see you working magic in our life. And let us worship you today as the divine Lord of our hearts. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
1: Govinda. Thank Godanga. you so much. Thank you so much, Vera. love it. Oops. Yeah. Get this. Um, what a beautiful way to start the morning, right? Imagine so many we,
0: prayers. <laughs> What's that, Doyle?
1: Imagine if we just started our day every day like that. That's, I mean, that's what we're doing right now, but how, how do not, how, how we not start our day like that previously?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's something that, you know, just doing these morning prayers, it's, uh, I'm just noticing prayer is flowing through my heart throughout the day. And, uh, yeah. and, and, I've been writing down some of the prayers just as they come, like in the evenings, mm. you know, before going to bed, just, just praying and just kind of writing some things down, some reflections down. Sure. And then also in the morning, they just start springing up. Mm. I'm chanting and, you know, and feeling like my mind's getting distracted. It's like, okay, wow, let me pray. You know, mm. you know, I'm noticing that, you know, I'm, I'm getting, Taken this way and that way, whatever's going on in my life, whatever is going on in my life, let me pause and pray, even if it's for mm. just two seconds you know
2: yeah
0: right now i'm feeling I'm feeling disconnected i'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling frustrated I'm feeling frustrated right now let me yeah. pause, my lord, help me to help me to navigate this challenge with grace. Prayer is just available to us, and it just like you said re- reconnects mm. us and kind of it restarts us like it resets yeah. and restarts our consciousness and,
1: yeah yeah, um, yeah it was it was um you know we've been thinking about this live stream that we're doing right now and potentially to take it to like a recorded podcast and be available for more people around the world um and we're thinking like what's what's the focus what's the theme what is are we just two guys up here talking every day you know that's kind of how we started and how we 're going, and, and I think there's there's value in that more than ever in today's world of just hearing people speaking and sharing reflections about what's going on in the world and in our lives in a positive way, but um, you were also thinking about really what what we've been talking about the last week is about how to live a life of prayer,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: mm-hmm. thinking of even even calling it living on a prayer i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's copyrighted or not, but <laughs> um, but really it's, it's living on a, living on a prayer in, in, a, in a real sense of what does it mean to be living my life in a mood of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, living my life in a mood of that, you know, um, every, you know, it's 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 so interesting in today's times that we are forced to confront our vulnerabilities and our dependencies. Um, you know, I just saw, I just, I just reposted a a post today this morning about somebody. You know, it was, it was a, uh, it wasn't a meme, but it was just a quote. Somebody said, you know, I hope this whole quarantine, this whole quarantine thing, ends soon before I run out of drawers to reorganize and actually have to start feeling my feelings,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And it's just kind of like, oh, like when we're confronted with the things inside our heart that we have spent so much of our lives distracting ourselves from,
0: mm-hmm. it's very
1: scary. But it's in those moments where we are confronted with our own uh, uh, powerlessness, but at the same time, our dependency mm-hmm. on, a, on a higher power, dependency mm-hmm. on, a, on a higher on a higher, um on something, someone higher that can actually lift us out of that, that can, uh-huh. and, and be with us. And so I think living in a mood of prayer is really knowing that in any circumstance I face in life, if, you know, if you're to sum it up simply, in any circumstance I face in life, I'm not alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know I and mean? I think that's the, the, the biggest fear we have
2: mm-hmm. is
1: being alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, what are the two biggest fears in the world? It's public speaking and death. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And both of them are, you know, the consequence of those things that we fear is isolation. Mm. I fear death because I'm gonna get kicked out of the party. Mm. All my friends, all my loved ones, everyone's gonna stay behind here and I'm gonna be forced into some unknown place which is, you know, potentially dark or, you know, I don't know what it is on the other side. And I'm I'm afraid of being separated from all the things and the people and the identities that I love. And public speaking, I'm afraid I'm gonna make a fool out of myself. Mm. and people are going to, you know, realize how much they don't like me, and uh, I'm never going to be invited, you know, people are going to be not going to want to invite me over again or not want to hear from me again, and, and I'm going to embarrass myself and and ultimately get rejected and face isolation, face loneliness. And so it's, loneliness is the biggest
0: fear,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: living with prayer is that reminder that I'm never alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so beautiful, DJ, what I'm hearing from you sharing that is that, you know, the, the moment-to-moment opportunity that's available mm. to us, you know. And, And, you know, in spiritual life, like, you know, it's, it's, and so much of our conversation has been around, okay, Mm. the opportunity in whatever experience Mm. that is taking place, whether it's a struggle or whether we're on the top of the world, you know, in those moments, am I remembering my true self? Am I remembering Mm. God? Am I remembering what's truly most meaningful and most important in my life? Or do my, my depressions and frustrations and angers Do those, you know, disconnect me from the opportunity Mm. or, or when I'm, you know, everything's going my way, you know, I've got the plan and the plan's unfolding and it's all going perfect. Does that distract me from the opportunity to surrender the opportunity to to reconnect, you know, and and relink with God. So seeing, you know, to, to be in, in, in an experience of life where I'm living prayer. I'm living it, you know, like I'm walking with God. Like that's the magic. Like that is the magic that we're seeking, you know, it's not in, you know, the the crescendo of intimacy or, you know, and and getting that big paycheck or like, you know, I hit the deal or I got this many clients or, you know, whatever it may be. It's Mm. not in, it's not in, okay, I got the thing that I was looking for, you know, because then that's, that's the end. and It's the beginning of something else. It's the process, right? It's being in that Mm. process. Yeah. And that process being filled with meaning, yeah. and being filled with intimacy and connection with the divine, and with yeah. with every experience and every person that we contact in that totally. process.
1: Yeah, it's like definitely. Yeah. I love how you mentioned like 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 the process because I think that. This the shift for many of us, and, and the shift that I've been experiencing. You know, I first came in contact with, with um. Um, you know, I, w- I was always raised in some sort of religious or spiritual background. I was raised in a Roman Catholic Italian family, and I went to church every Sunday. And then at a certain point when I was in junior high, high school, I started to look for, you know, what what, what if I was just born in the wrong religion you know <laughs> you know what i mean it was in my screen like what if i was supposed to be born in a buddhist family in asia you know what i mean or huh. or what if they were supposed to be be born in some christian family in the south like is it that random that if i'm just born in the in the right because that's going to determine you know my, my faith in many ways and so i was like what is universal like what is beyond like just just you know this group or that group like what is universal spiritual truth and so when i was in high school i kind of i kind of put myself in this sort of like agnostic category of just believing in God, but not knowing like what spiritual club to belong to, so to speak. And it wasn't until I was 18 years old that I, you know, I met, I found somebody gave me a copy of the Bhagavad Gita. I met a, um, met a monk in the Christian movement. And, uh, you know, he said, we believe in Sanatana Dharma, which is the eternal truths of religion. Those exact words he mentioned. I was like eternal truths of religion. That's so
2: cool. It's what I'm looking for.
1: You know, so it was it was really kind of when i was I always believed in God and the higher power and, and spiritual truth my whole life, but it wasn't really until I was eighteen that I really felt like I was starting a specific spiritual path mm. and I've been on that path for i don't know what it is like seventeen years now, but I still feel like it's it's a process of redirecting the ship of my life mm. towards absorption in something other than my immediate selfish needs and desires. Mm. And I think when, when we start to look at spiritual life like that, it's not just like, okay, because we, we love routines and we love like structure. And so it's like, mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a spiritual person? I just need to know what time do I need to wake up? How many mantras do I need to chant every day? How many, how many yoga classes do I need to take? It's just like, and if I do these things, those things add up to a spiritual life. Mm. But it's like, no, spiritual life means absorption, means dependency, means feeling that moment to moment relationship with the higher power. And all of these other things, these rules, these regulations, these prescriptions, these prohibitions, it's all meant to facilitate that. Mm. And so I think that gives us a little bit of hope and a little leniency with ourselves. that it's like, you're not meant to be sparing this high spiritual bliss every day you're in a process of it's like it's like a merger and an acqui- merger and acquisition you know mergers they take so long it's like i'm merging me feeling in control my plan and will for my life with god's plan and will for my life and that takes time and that takes you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: process mm-hmm. you know and so i think if we see it in that longer in that longer um that longer scope give ourselves that broader time i'm like oh i'm not just trying to okay how am i going to feel bliss today it's like how am I gonna contribute to that longer process of rewiring my mind and my heart to feel the connection and dependency of God in my life?
0: Mm -hmm. It's beautiful, DG, yeah, just, you know, again, it's like, okay, well, I'm in a process, right? I'm in a a a process process of of synchronizing my desires with God's will, you know? And that's this this beautiful thing that in in every tension point and every rub point is an opportunity to synthesize, you know? Every frustration that we feel or every feeling of loneliness or disconnect, it's, it's that living prayer, that opportunity to say, whoa, right now in this moment, I'm feeling that disconnection. How can I, not, how can I become more dependent you know, in that relationship? How can I soften myself around, mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the will that's, that's coming in to actually give me an amazing gift and, and an amazing opportunity for connection?
1: totally yeah beautiful and 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 i love what what our our good friend laura zales wrote here uh she mentioned as we are faced with attachment to our own loved ones when thinking about death we can offer that same prayer because you know the, the we mentioned the two greatest fears in life are death and 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 public speaking which both are forms of rejection isolation and and ultimately fearing loneliness she said help me to remember that we are eternal And I will always be part of them, and they a part of me. For we are connected always at the heart by Krishna. And it's like there's a beautiful um, analogy or example that's given of like like a bicycle wheel. A bicycle wheel has a hub at the beginning, and there's all these spokes that are connected through the hub. And so if you Mm -hmm. take out that hub, it's just a bunch of thin metal rods that aren't connected at all. They're not touching each other at any point other than that hub. Mm -hmm. And so when I think my connection to you. Is oh you know we are we're married and therefore you're my husband and I'm your wife or you're my you know um, or you know you're my son or my daughter or you're my friend or you're my boss or you're my this and that or you know we have the same skin color we have the same we're from the same country we're in the same religious club it's like that's my connection to you we're Dallas Cowboys
0: fans we're Dallas Cowboys fans you
1: know which is you know not not always an enviable place to be. But, um, but it's like some identity with each other. It's like, that's not, how, that's not our connection. That connection is very, very, you know, it's a little juvenile, but it's, it's interesting. I remember when I was in junior high, and junior high was the first time that we had, um, we got lockers, you know what I mean? We had lockers in junior high, you know, it was like a big deal, like I could have my own locker. And, and I remember the principal saying, don't give your locker combination to anybody, even your best friend, and he was just, he's like, your best friend today may not be your best friend tomorrow, you know? <laughs> and they were just saying like, and he was talking about just junior high kids who get caught up in all this day-to-day drama. And it was like, and it's real though, because my connection with my friends in junior high is based off, we like the same music, we like this, we like that. And then that changes and shifts and all of a sudden that connection is lost. So if my connection, Sheila Prabhupada would, would reference it as he'd call it the skin disease. So we all have skin disease, that we're relating to each other on such a superficial level. So just like, like Laura was saying, it's like when I when I recognize my connection to you is not on our political views, our religious views, our religious affiliations, our sexual orientations, our you know our sports team uh, hooahs, you know that um, it's it's really that you know we're all divine children of God and 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 you we're all on that journey together mm-hmm. and my service to you. And my is the same as your service to me is that we are each other's companions on this journey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're each other's companions on that journey. And when we see that global connection that we're all companions, we're all marching in the same direction. And it means we think we're marching in different directions. Oh, that person's so different from me. They're not that different from you. Because mm. they're looking for the same exact thing. They're just looking for it in different ways. Mm. They have a different understanding of how to achieve it.
2: Mm.
1: But we're all ultimately looking for the same thing, which is connection of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so we're companions in that journey we can feel compassion mm-hmm. and so but we don't know that unless we're living unless we're living on a prayer
0: mm-hmm. yeah right it's like that that you know I, i'm here and again it's like man what opportunity there is it's like if my if my mood is and my intention in life is that i want to connect with god you know and i want every experience to to heighten mm-hmm. that i want every experience to to synthesize Mm. that connection and to deepen that connection and to be an opportunity for deeper revelation, a deeper insight, a deeper awakening. If that's my intention and that's my focus and that's my vision in life, then every single person we come into contact with, you know, we, we, we feel the magic. We feel God Mm. speaking through each other. We feel, you know, just walking through the streets in New York or sitting in isolation, you know, through these conversations, like, no, this is, this is divinely arranged. You know, this moment in my existence right now, I'm, I've been brought here to listen to the words of Doyal. I've been brought here to connect with you right now. Like that, that, that's a gift from God. Mm. And it's easy to see it, right? In these types of circumstances, it's easier to see it because you're a loving friend and you're, you're sharing wisdom, and you're sharing you know, you're inspiring words. And you know, okay, now how do I extend that? How do I extend that into the unknown? Mm. You know, preparing, like you brought up, right, preparing for death, the greatest unknown Mm. of of our human existence, the greatest unknown of our human existence, that all the experiences that I'm going through, the the different challenges, the leaning into, man, I'm not sure, like, is is God still here? Is God still with me in my my, um, difficulties and my challenges and my fears? Is God still there? Mm. You know? And then, okay, I, I lean into it and I say, my Lord, like, I, I'm, I'm giving myself to you. I'm surrendering to you in this moment right now. I'm surrendering mm. myself to you. I'm preparing my consciousness that in the greatest unknown of my life, when, I, when it comes to the time of death, that I'm going to be able to let go and I'm going to be able to trust you, that you're with me right now. You've always been with me and that you will continue to be with me after I leave my body even. Mm. so." it takes a yeah. it takes a, a death of it takes a death of the false ego and you know yeah. moment to moment of our life it's like a death of the yeah. ego it's like i know you know i know i'm the controller i know what's right i know mm. what's wrong and it's like man okay let me let me soften that perspective maybe i don't know maybe this is the perfect medicine that's coming into my life right now maybe right yeah, let me let me open up to it. That that is that is the process of running, Let me open up to it and see.
2: Yeah. You
0: know,
1: what gift is it's here. So beautiful. You wanna hear a really sweet story?
0: Let's hear it, man.
1: Um, our good friend Namras. For those of you who might know our good friend Namras, he's a, a old old friend of ours, um and beloved member of our community. He's very sweet um, Kirtan. Uh, leader and he's a beautiful family. He was out in New Jersey. He has an a, a, Ozone Instagram account, Namras something. Anyway, so at a certain point, he lived in the ashram with me and a few of us and the Bhakti Center. And uh, when he moved into the ashram, uh, shortly after, we found you know, there's a hundi box, which is like a donation box in every temple. It's in the front. You can leave a little donation if you want. We found a little note, a written note from Ross's father it said, and his father's such a sweet man, it said, in, in essence, it was a short note, but it's basically, it was a note to Radha to, Ulyadar, to the, the deities on the altar. So it was, it was a note to God saying, you know, I'm, he's in your care now. You know, I'm turning him over to you. Please take care of him.
2: Mm.
1: You know, and it was like, a, he, he, he is yours now. You know,
2: mm-hmm. and it was like this
1: really sweet sentiment of like, I'm, I'm releasing the idea that like this person belongs to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm recognizing that I'm trusting this person to God's care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of potentially some of the healing, um, some, of, some of the the the, the healing way mm-hmm. that we can go about what's going on in the world is when we can still have love for every individually, mm-hmm. but we can start to release the fact that like, whether it's our children, or our parents, or our brothers and sisters, or our spouses or intimate partners, or our friends, whatever it is, is that I'm releasing that, you know, this person is entrusted into God's care. Mm -hmm. And they belong to you, my Lord. Mm -hmm. And whether you keep them here at this point, or you take them back to you or in the next step of their journey, it's like, I'm trusting that God has a divine plan for everyone's life. And it may be like, you know, our, our, um, you know, our friend Jai Jagannath mentions often that in, in, in Vedic literatures in yoga texts, it mentions that, you know, we're all like sticks in a river in the ocean. And sometimes those sticks come together. Sometimes those sticks go their different ways, you know, in terms of how we come together with other souls in this world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're all flowing in the river of grace. Mm. And to trust that, you know, just because that stick is not next to my stick right now, I'm all of a sudden feeling scared. It's like, no, the stick may be separated at times, but Mm -hmm. I trust that we're still floating in the river of grace. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, it's a part of what we're being confronted with is releasing our ownership of people in relationship.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: that becomes doable when we are able to trust on a moment-to-moment basis that, like we read yesterday in the Bhagavad Gita, the 13th chapter, within, within every person there is another, I'll just find this verse really quick, in the 13th chapter. Of the Bhagavad Gita, verse number twenty something, mm. twenty-three, chapter thirteen, verse twenty-three of Bhagavad Gita. Yet in this body there is another, a transcendental enjoyer who is the Lord, the supreme proprietor, who exists as the overseer and permitter, and who is known as the Super Soul. So that each in each in each heart there is a super soul. God is living in the heart of each person Mm -hmm. and they're with my loved ones and et cetera as well, even if they might be departing from this world. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of thought of that soul, as you were saying, living, living the surrender of each person.
0: Totally. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, we've been playing this tension, right? We've been kind of playing, you know, both sides of it. Right. You know, and, and I feel like, you know, oftentimes, at least, you know, the way, the way I hear surrender spoken about it almost, it seems passive oftentimes you know mm. it's like that surrender is like this passive state of being that's kind of like you know all right i guess i'm just you know gonna stand by and like you know see what happens i'm in the river all right i'm floating down the river you know yeah and and it's uh you know but we see you know with, with arjuna and the bhagavad-gita and his relationship with krishna his surrender is is leading him to fight like his surrender is actually mm. leading him to fight. It's actually engaging every cell in his body, every mm. ounce of his intelligence, every ounce of his ability, it's engaging it completely, right? And he's surrendering, right? Through that full action, mm. through that fully conscious action, yes. he's surrendering. And So I know, um, you know, having conversations with a few people yesterday just doing, doing coaching calls and mm. connecting with community members is that, you know, that that feeling of like, the feeling of despair, like the feeling of despair, you know, and it's like, and I'm waiting for the insight, you know, and, and which, which I can relate to, which is like, okay, mm. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in this state where I'm stuck, you know, like my emotions are overriding, you know, my, my experience of being stuck, of not knowing what to do, of not being clear, of feeling disconnected, mm. I am stuck in that, right? And so it's like, okay, so then then okay, then I'm just gonna sit in it, right? I'm gonna mull in it. And, and by, by sitting and mulling in it, right? And I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that insight to come. I'm waiting for the revelation. I'm waiting for God to pierce through my consciousness and heart and wake me up. Mm. It's like, no, like we're not waiting for the insight. Sometimes the insight is gonna lead us into action. Mm. Sometimes we're gonna say, man, you know what? Get off your ass. Like, let's do something, come on or mm. whatever it is. And sometimes it's like, get in action. And I, I was loving, um, I saw on a, on a live that with Genevieve and her mom, they were picking weeds. Mm. They were gardening <laughs> in their house. I just, you know, it pops up on the Instagram. I just clicked it. and I was like, oh, wow, look at that. They're picking weeds, you know? It's like, get into action, yeah. whatever it is. Get into a walk, reach out to that person. Reach out to that person again. Get into the yoga class, sit and meditate. whatever it is, whatever we can do right now if we're in that mm. stuck place. Sometimes the insight's not gonna come until we get an action. And so let's not wait for that. In- if we're feeling stuck, let's not wait for that insight, the revelation. Let's get into those actions that we know, just mm. one thing even. Let's take one step of self-care, one step of spiritual practice, and then the insights will come. And then, yeah. they'll, then that cycle will keep going. Mm. Well, I got an- another insight. Now it's gonna lead into action. Another insight, it's gonna lead into more action. Yeah, yeah So. Yeah. That's something that, uh, and, and, you know, I guess there, there was something in my heart as well with that is that I wanted to give a shout out to my mother-in-law, Mulika. We mm. were having a conversation just briefly yesterday morning. She was appreciating the conversation. And, and there's practically nobody that I've met in this planet that carries more empathy for mm. other living beings than my mother-in-law. And just mm. seeing like, okay, in this time, like what, we're, what I'm talking about right now is like, I'm talking about this. I'm applying, I'm trying to apply it to myself. Like that's what I'm, I'm speaking it right now. I'm trying to apply it to myself. Like that is my meditation, that is my intention, right? And when it comes to another person, I'm gonna be with that person as they are. I don't have any Mm. expectation. Not expecting that they're gonna be happy, sad, this, that. When I'm with another person, I'm gonna be with them 100% in compassion, in empathy, as a vessel of God's love to help to awaken their consciousness, to help help them to feel loved, help them to feel that they are valuable, that they are important, just with that presence and that exchange. And so a yeah. little shout out to Mama who is who is an example of that so often. Yeah. And she's been tuning in each morning. Beautiful.
1: Thank you so much for, you, you brought up such a such a such a, an interesting dynamic. Um, you know, and somebody mentioned uh, our, our good friend mentioned a comment above that this is a confusing dance for me. Surrender versus action. Mm
2: -hmm. You
1: know, surrender versus action. That Arjuna's surrender led him into full action. That surrender is not a passive state. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, And so, um, it's it's it's. I think that's that's one of the 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 the, that Krishna illuminates us in the very beginning of the Bhagavad Gita. That it's like we're actually never inactive. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We're never inactive. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we're always even in our inaction, so to speak. And Krishna talks about this also. That can be very confusing. You know, that our inaction, we're actually choosing to be active in some ways. Like, it, even internally, like, our, my, I don't know about you, but my mind never shuts down. <laughs> like, it doesn't ever shut down. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I can be sit, and I think that's part of what we're experiencing right now. It's like, if I'm stuck inside, and I'm sitting here, and there's nothing to do, I'm still alone with my mind. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's about how to engage my, not just my body and senses, but my mind
2: mm-hmm. and my
1: heart. And so even if I'm not physically seeming to do something I can still be active internally and and, and Krishna reminds us of this many times in the Bhagavad Gita and one of my favorite verses in the 5th chapter says that one who is active enjoys within mm-hmm. and who, who, who it literally says it literally says I'm going to I'm going to pull it up right now
0: it's happiness literally. within
1: Yeah he, he uses this exact word active he uses this word active in the 5th chapter verse 24 um, it's this very interesting, very interesting word. That's our word here, verse twenty-four. One whose happiness is within, and who is active and rejoices within, and whose aim is inward, is actually the perfect mystic. Mm-hmm. They are liberated in the supreme, and ultimately attains the supreme. So he says that to be active and rejoicing within, and mm-hmm. I think that's 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 the hero's journey. That's the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. We read this a few a few a few a days ago. Earlier, we read this this verse about. Queen Kunti saying that, you know, let my let my let myself flow to you, let my heart flow to you like a river to the sea, unimpeded by anything that it comes. And in that purport, the commentary of that verse, Sri Prophet mentions uh, just a couple sentences. I'll read: In the Bhagavad Gita, we see that Arjuna desired not to fight with his brothers and relations just to satisfy his own personal desires. But when he heard the message of the Lord, Sri Ma Bhagavad Gita, he changed his decision and serve the Lord. And for his doing so, he became a famous devotee for declared in all the scriptures and that Arjuna attained spiritual perfection by devotional service, Lord, and friendship. The fighting was there, the friendship was there, Arjuna was there, and Krishna was there. But Arjuna became a different person by devotional service. Mm. Therefore, the prayers of Kunti also indicate the same categorical change in activities So it's not necessarily even a change in activities. Surrender isn't even necessarily that the activities of my life change. Surrender is that I approach the activities of my life in a different mindset. And so it finishes off. Srimati Kunti wanted to serve the Lord without diversion, and that was her prayer. Mm -hmm. Our attention is usually diverted to the service of something else. And he goes on, when the program is changed to the service of the Lord, that is to say, when the senses are purified in relation with the service of the Lord, it is called pure unalloyed devotional service. Shrimati Kunti Devi wanted that perfection and prayed, there's our word prayer, for it from the Lord. So mm-hmm. that active, that sur- surrender is always on a moment to moment basis. Mm-hmm. And the action is when we come into contact with that direction of the Lord to be guided of, you know, should I, should I move or should I not? But it's, we're still active in the engagements of our day to day life. Mm-hmm. It's just bringing a different consciousness into those act- activities engagements. Mm-hmm. That's surrender. We're surrendering. You mentioned earlier death of the false ego. We're mm-hmm. surrendering our control. We're surrendering our false conception of ownership. We're surrendering our sense of, I'm meant to get something out of this that will bring mm-hmm. me some material satisfaction. That's, that's what surrender is. Mm-hmm. But devotion is a very active, and that's why Prabhupada defined bhakti as devotional service. Not just devotion, because devotion is just a feeling in the heart, but that that feeling of devotion gets expressed
2: mm-hmm. through
1: our through our service through our engagement in the world. So, it is a delicate balance. Christian takes a lot of time in the Gita explaining how it's can be tricky to understand, but we are always active, and it's how could I bring a surrendered mood into my activities?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring that living prayer in babe bring bring that living prayer. prayer
1: be living on a prayer, come on that's what we're trying to do it's like living with a prayer in our heart at all moments you know and mm-hmm. and surrendering that it's it's not some it's not some negotiation tactic. I think that's one of the hardest things to realize it's like I, I think one of the biggest frustrations i've felt in my life and that I wrestle with regularly and that I hear from a lot of people is like it's not working
2: mm-hmm.
1: I've been praying and praying and praying, and all right this this and you know, I'm not. We're praying. It's like, well, may. What are we? Let Let me re. Let me reassess my intention out of all of this mm-hmm. in the first place. You know, like mm-hmm. what's not working? I'm not. I'm not getting what I thought I would out of it. So, and at least for us to admit, like, yes, I thought this was a negotiation tactic.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's something I'm looking for in my life, and I thought if I do these things, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, let me just at least recognize that, and then maybe I can start to re. Reconsider how I approach this whole thing mm-hmm. um, in a mood of surrender. Mm-hmm. What do you think, cowboy? Take, take, finish, finish this off here. Give us a close of thought, a close in, close mm-hmm. in uh, meditation, or not to put you on the spot, but you're always so no, good at it. Come
0: on. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm appreciating deeply. I'm appreciating your words. I was, I was looking at you and I was just saying, it's like God is speaking through him, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, 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 and like praying, like, Speak through him, like speak mm. through his pure heart. You know that your intention and your desire to be a, an instrument of uplifting others, to be an instrument of compassion, of grace, that's so vivid, it's so apparent in your mood. And so that was—I was, was just—I was just soaking it up. I felt like a sponge, man, just mm. receiving. I'm stealing mercy. And, And I'm so grateful for everybody, Uh, so grateful for everybody that's tuning in and, you know, seeing the little hearts pop up, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's like being in a, you know, if we, if we were live, like everybody would be like pumping their heads, like hooting and hollering and like, you know, yeah, like we're pumping each other up, right? We're pumping each other up spiritually. We're, 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 it's that enthusiasm you were talking about, you know, earlier, it's that enthusiasm. I'm bringing something. What am I bringing to this conversation? What am I bringing to my relationship with Mm. God? What am I bringing to the table right now? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And so I think we can ask ourselves that question right now. We just take a, take a moment. Let's pause one more, one more moment before we sign off. Let's pause and what am I going to bring to my day today? What quality of intention? What am I gonna bring to my day today? Mm. I have a choice right now. I'm, there's so many things. We're all in completely different states of consciousness, all in different states of consciousness, different circumstances. Different places. We got our friends from Kenya tuning in. We got people <laughs> tuning in from all over the world. We're in different mm-hmm. physical locations. Where, where I am at right now, I have a choice. What energy am I going to bring to the next moment in my life? What energy am I going to bring to the next moment in my life?
2: Mm. Beautiful. So, I'm bringing... It. I saw bring
0: Naoshin, it. she said, sincerity. I'm bringing sincerity. I'm with you. Bring it. Yeah. I'm
1: going to br- do yeah. my
0: best to bring sincerity to my next moment in life.
1: Yeah. Bring it to the table. That could be another potential name for our podcast. Bring it to the table. <laughs> Just bring it all
0: to the table
1: and sit at the table with the divine Lord. I have so, some
0: ravioli with Doyle and <laughs> Rajika at their place in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. So I love you, bro. Love everybody love here. Bridget, Sundari, Vivi, Laura. Aditi, everyone that's been tuning in. So, so Roger glad Rani to see you guys. Rajarani, Amanda Stone, 153. Um, oh, Faith is bringing there. Oh, man, let's, 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 let's feel like a whole other conversation is about to start here. Chutsu Ajay, Rasika. all oh,
0: angels, angels. All the angels in our life. We love yeah. you. We love you. We're sending our love.
1: I'm uh, sending love. Please keep in touch. Uh, we have Kirtan every night at, uh, online online live abroad here at the Bucky Center, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, Jai Jagannath, Kishore Chandra, I believe, 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time. They're chit-chat. They have a conversation. Um, Rasika Gopi, my wife, and John v. Harrison, I think every Tuesday and Thursday at noon Eastern Time. Tea Time with JR and J.N.R. and um And so, you know, we're putting these live broadcasts on. If you're interested in online programming, check out our website, bhaktisana.org. We have lots of free programming other, or other types of, you know, donation-based courses and workshops. We'd love to have you join us for something. Stay connected. Reach out. Love you guys.
0: Got one right. more for you. Deanna, you guys have been asking about relationships. And so Deanna yes. and I, we're, we're tuning in at 10 this morning, we're just going to start having a conversation. It's a, again, it's another conversation on a different topic um, at 10 a.m. on Bhakti Center Instagram Live, talking about spiritual relationships and looking forward to being with you guys. Is, is that going to be a daily podcast or? Uh, That's, uh, right. we're just, we're, we're kicking in tomorrow and then uh, we'll tomorrow. take it from there. We'll yeah. it from there. So oh, tomorrow. no, no, no. It's, it's today. Sorry, today. Today, today. 10 a.m.
1: Okay, so you guys got 26 minutes. Go take a break, eat your breakfast, go to the bathroom, walk your dog, come back in 26 minutes, find <laughs> gear and Diana on relationships. And Kirtan's at the Bucky Center at 8 p.m. Day- Eastern Time, I've realized. Anyways, just stay tuned. We got stuff going on. We love
2: you. Have a great day, evening, afternoon, and see you next time.
0: Arribo. Love you, DJ.